Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up and welcome into the OBR. This is Jake Burns, your host. We are in a midweek edition. A reminder that this is a pre-recorded episode, so if anything crazy has happened that maybe you were expecting me to elaborate on, I do not have thoughts on it until this weekend when I am back from vacation on Saturday. I wanted to do some draft primer stuff here uh, for late in the week, really looking at uh, names that we're all talking about, but maybe we haven't. Uh, laid uh, the right context to and we've so far kind of been looking at quarterback last week this is running back week next week we kick into wide receiver week uh, reviewing looking at free agents so on and so forth and I wanted to get Jordan Reed on who does such great work at ESPN uh, get him on the pod to talk about his angle on the Browns and those three positions only not other positions, we're not going to go crazy yet. We'll have him on again, hopefully before the draft. But just laying the groundwork for guys he likes at those positions in the right areas. Quarterback, maybe mid-rounds. Wide receiver, early, early, and mid-round. And then late guys at running back if the Browns go that route. So, wanted to get this out. I think it came out really well. Quick, as Jordan's time is crunched. He's at the uh, Shrine Bowl out there in Las Vegas. So, time is uh, is really tight here. But again, some good insight from him on names that you do know, maybe names you don't know, and can start to get you ready for draft season as we get into the thick of that over the next month or so here at the OBR. So let's get over to our uh, guest, Jordan Reed of ESPN, and chat about some Browns draft prospects. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, really excited to be joined by Jordan Reed. If you have not followed Jordan's career trajectory, it's been awesome. He's probably tired of hearing people tell this story, but uh, a lot of us who uh, who linked up with Jordan early, it's been really great to see a guy who grinds and gets to the top of the industry at ESPN now as a draft analyst. So very privileged, uh, privileged to have Jordan join me. How are you, man? I'm great, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Anytime I can talk about the Browns, it's always a privilege. Let's do it, man. Let's talk about the Browns. I think the key focus is going to be, well, the quarterback stuff is, it's out there. We don't know what direction that'll go. It doesn't seem like an early draft quarterbacks of interest, but a wide receiver, I said, Jordan, this is the, this is the third year in a row where it feels like the Browns have had a mesh of what they need and what they can get, right? Tackle two years back, corner last year, 
wide receiver this year. You look at pick 13, you look at the Browns, you look at how they structure their offense two years with Kevin Stefanski. Is there a guy or two of the cream of the crop that you really like for Cleveland's fit? Yeah, so you look at the 13th overall selection, and there's a lot of different directions that they could go with this pick. And then you also have to consider what the Browns take into consideration as far as the qualifications and then the prerequisites that they look for, especially when you're talking a position of such significance. And I say such significance, even though it's not a premium position. With premium positions, everybody knows that there are four quarterback, offensive tackle, cornerback, and then also edge rusher. But with wide receiver, that seems to be something that you want to supplement to help out your quarterback. But this year's class, I think, is very talented at the top. And there isn't as much star power like we've seen in years past. And going back to last year's class, we've seen what Jamar Jefferson, Devontae Smith, and then also Jalen Waddle have done early on in their careers. I don't think there's quite that type of star power or early impact in this group, but there is some significant depth at the top. But with the 13th overall selection, if it were me and I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns, I think it comes down to two guys. So I should say three. The first one for me would be Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State. And I think that's a pairing that you're going to see a lot in mock draft, just because with the Cleveland Browns, you want to get somebody that is familiar with the area. Of course, we know with him being an in-state guy, he already knows as far as the weather and the things that it would take to succeed in that type of environment. But with Garrett Wilson, he reminds me a lot of Stephon Diggs when he was coming out of Maryland. And I know Diggs was a fifth-round selection, but I'm just talking about the traits and how they translate to the next level. He has an outstanding catch radius. He's a technician as far as a route runner. And then just the hands, I think, besides him and Jahan Dotson, those two probably have the best hands of any wide receiver in this class. So Garrett Wilson, Ohio State, is one name I would like to mention. The one I think could be a wild card at this spot is Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And he, he's not as far as it, he's not as good of a technician as some of the other guys in this class. But I think it's because going back to his state from 2020, they kind of treated him like the best player on the high school football team. And what I mean by that is you have to pause the screen to find out where he is. Sometimes it'd be in the slot, sometimes it'd be out wide. They used him at Wildcat quarterback, and they even played him some at H-back and then running back, too. So he was one of of those players where they understood that he was their best player on offense, and they were just trying to get the most production out of him. So I think that's why he's so raw as a route runner right now, but I think he's only getting better as time goes on. Go and watch him against Alabama. He had a 90-yard reception in that game of where he just separated from everybody on the field. And he's one of those players that I think is going to test really well at the combine, he's probably going to run mid four fours. He's going to jump out the gym, and then uh, a funny nugget: just researching him, he actually wears five X gloves, so he has humongous hands. He's probably going to measure probably around eleven inch hands. So he's one of those players. If you if you're a fan if, if you're if you're a fan of those mock draftable spider charts, they're called. He's probably going to reach the edges on a lot of those spider charts. So I'm looking forward to seeing him at the combine. And then the last one I'll say is Drake London from USC. And he was a player that was on track to have supreme production. I think he ended up with 88 catches this past season, which was the second best mark in the country when he got hurt. And that's the big thing that's hurting his draft stock right now. He did go down with the ankle injury. And he kind of reminds you of that T. Higgins, Mike Williams type of mold. Of he's, he's not an overly great route runner as far as getting separation, but he can win above the rim. And I think an underrated part about his game is just how well he plays after the catch. And what I mean by that is he's not your typical catch tackle, big wide receiver that just likes to tower over everybody. He's looking to make something happen 
after the catch too. He has a basketball background and I think that translated over to the next level. So if there were three guys, I think they could go with wide receiver at the 13th overall pick. It'd be Drake London from USC, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, or Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Yeah, all three of those are really good options. I think I think the Browns will have their pick. I, I don't see a huge rush on wide receivers before them. A guy or two uh, could be gone, but they could have a nice spot, a, a nice pick of the guys there at 13. I think what's interesting, Jordan, is is if they do fall in love with maybe a defensive in there or a defensive tag or somebody, I'm not saying they will, but they could, is there a couple guys round two, round three, even in case the Browns got crazy and double-dipped at wide receiver, which is in the realm of possibility, like that round two, round three range you like a lot, like some guys like David Bell, those types? Yeah, so there's two guys, and you actually just took one, David Bell from Purdue. I think he's one that could be in that second-round range. I think that's a comfortable area of where he could go. A player that had an outstanding production this past year. I think he had three games of over 200-plus yards. Go and watch him against the Iowa game. He was outstanding. And that one, another guy that's a technician, just has very sure hands as well. And I think somebody he could have an impact early on as a starter. And then the other one I'll mention is Jahan Dotson from Penn State. And he was on the senior bowl roster, but he's not on there anymore. So I don't think he's going to participate. I was looking forward to seeing him in Mobile. But he's one player I could see his stock continue to rise, probably the back end of the first round, early second round. But one more name I did want to give you, Jake. And you can store this one in your back pocket just because I think he's going to score very high on the Cleveland Browns metrics and some of the things that they look for. And his name is Khalil Shakir. He's a wide receiver from Penn, or excuse me, from Boise State. And just looking at his film, I liked him a lot. Not an overly fast type of wide receiver, but he's gotten better every single year. He returns kicks and punts. And then also, he just understands how to get open. And that's what I love about Shakir's film. He's only going to be 22 years old in February, so he's going to pass the age metrics too. So remember the name Khalil Shakir from Boise State. Yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on. I've only seen his name creep up a few times, kind of hidden out there. Uh, if the Browns do double dip, that may be round three range, round four range. That would be a spot. He could rise too, but there's just so many of them in this draft. Are there any, let me ask you this. I think there's some DNs that are at the top of the draft that are enticing. You know, you guys have been well documented on those defensive ends, but are there any like day, I don't know if the Browns move back, Jordan, maybe they move back a little bit or they, or they look to get one round two or three. Are there any defensive tackles? It's a weird class, right? Is this D tackle yeah. class pretty light? Are there any names you like? If the Browns got crazy, is there even a first round guy you like? Um, not at 13. I think that's just a little bit too early unless you're willing to invest in somebody like a Jordan Davis um, or somebody else along those lines. He's probably the only defensive tackle I would feel comfortable with taking in the first round. So Jordan Davis, of course, we've heard plenty about him. But Haskell Garrett from Ohio State is another name that definitely – uh, that could be on the radar, too. But there's some others. Fedarian Mathis from Alabama is another name I think could be on their radar, too. But Travis Jones from UConn, he's one that I really like a lot. Uh, I think he's going to be he's going to play really well down at the senior bowl, even though it's kind of hard for those interior defensive linemen, especially with Travis Jones being a big guy, six foot four, 330 pounds. He was outstanding against Clemson. If you're looking for more of a traditional one technique, I think he could fit the billing there. Perrion Winfrey is another name from Oklahoma that will be down at the Senior Bowl, too. More of your twitchy three-technique type that just likes to penetrate and get up the field. So there is some depth pieces in this class, but I don't know if there's a bona fide starter like we saw last year with Christian Barmore or some of the other interior guys that went in the first or the early second round. 
Yeah, definitely why most folks are kind of pegging Cleveland as being aggressive in free agency because it's a weird defensive tackle class. And plus they already have two young guys there in Jordan Elliott and Tommy Togiai that make it tough adding in another young guy. Let's switch to quarterback. I don't think you're going to see Cleveland, like I said earlier, get after an early quarterback. But if they do, if they do kind of look at the late two, I mean, I guess they could get aggressive Jordan and get a second round guy with the with that thirteenth pick in the second round. But is there anybody rounds two through four who you're sort of like, that's an interesting fit for Cleveland if they did go that route? The only one I would be comfortable taking in that range, honestly, Jake, would be Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky, and he's not getting hyped up a whole bunch right now. We're hearing the top five guys get a lot of buzz as far as down at the senior bowl. But Zappi is that one guy just kind of hanging around in the back corner that nobody's really talking about. But he was awesome this year. He broke Joe Burrow's FBS records and touchdown passes. He had 62 and then nearly 6,000 passing yards this past season. He actually started his career at Houston Baptist where he set plenty of records there, too. So he's more along the lines of, you know, your Case Keenum's or um, you know, you Taylor Heineke, he's, he's kind of along those lines of those similar guys, but he's that mid-round lottery ticket that you're hoping to maybe cash in on one day. So Bailey Zappi is a name to remember. I think he'll probably go in that third or fourth round range. We're going to really try to get back with you maybe one more time before the draft to talk defense a little more in depth, kind of focusing on, as our site does, this quarterback, wide receiver, running back early portion of this offseason I want to know if you have a guy or two. I know you're down at Vegas at the Shrine. You're out in Vegas, not down, over at the Shrine Bowl there. So uh, is there anybody catching your eye out there, you know, kind of picking up steam, having a great set of work days out there? Is there anyone there? And then I kind of wanted to close, too, with a double dip there at the running back late. The Browns might let Dearness Johnson go from restrictor free agency, have, have Kareem Hunt coming up in the next year or so for another deal if he gets one. So they could especially having added the extra third they'll get from Queasy uh, Adolfo Mensa going to, to Minnesota, they might look to try to add a running back. Is there anybody there that catches your eye uh, as well as a, maybe a zone fit running back? Yeah, there's quite a few running backs that I really like that have really stood out the first day. And the first one, his name is Isaiah Pacheco. He's a running back from Rutgers, and he's probably going to be late round priority free agent. I've seen him twice now. He was down at the Hula Bowl down in Orlando, and then he's also out here at the East West Shrine. In, in Las Vegas. So he's one player that's really stuck out. Another one is Pierre Strong Jr. from South Dakota State. He was one of only four players to record over 4,000 rushing yards. He's one of the best backs in the FCS ranks this year. He's one player that has really stood out. And then I'll just stick with some of the Browns needs. A wide receiver that's really stuck out is Josh Johnson. He's a wide receiver from Tulsa and he's a little bit undersized. He's about 5'10" about 190 pounds, but he can fly. He's a burner. He's probably going to end up running 4-3 at the combine. So those are just a couple names that have really stuck out here during the first days. Good stuff, man. Listen, we appreciate it. You took some time here, about about 12 minutes of great content about the draft. We're really excited to see what Cleveland can do to try to rectify this thing, Jordan. I'm pumped to steal some time. Hopefully we get some more time with you on defense later before the draft, but I know you're a busy man. I know the listeners of this pod appreciate it so much, man. Absolutely. Anytime you need me, Jake, just let me know. It's always a pleasure coming on. Big thanks to Jordan for taking his time, giving us some draft names, giving us some insights early in his study, and obviously linking those to the Browns. Pick 13, still a primetime pick, although the Browns, you know, they lost out in the playoffs the last week of the season. You go all the way to pick 13, you got a real prime pick here. A lot of different ways this thing could go. Should be fascinating to see what the Browns do 
Excited to see what they do with 13 to really improve their team, particularly their offense. And so much discourse to be had on wide receivers leading up to the draft. Exciting position. You know, tackle's kind of tricky. Cornerback can be a little tricky. I love studying wide receiver play. So that's going to be fun to look at all those prospects leading up to the draft. We're just starting to get there. Check out the other running back content that's been up this week as this is uh, obviously running back week at the OBR. Wrote about the running backs collectively and Dearness Johnson specifically. Spent time on that. Talked with Steve about the Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson decision coming. What that could look like. What direction they could go. Check out that pod earlier this week if you missed it. Otherwise, everybody have a great day. And we'll catch you over the weekend when I'm back. And until then, go Browns. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.